feel like this mystery I have for you today is um, so excited. different than most of the mysteries that I have for you. <laughs> is it? It's like... Do you have 32 voicemails? I don't listen to them. But why did it just call my voicemail when I set it down? Trash witch. I like, it was face down. I didn't, I had it locked. It's the trash witch. I'm telling you. Anything weird that happens in this room. Guys, if y'all ever need to get a hold of me, don't leave me a voicemail. I feel like we should name her something besides trash witch. Just don't know why. Evangeline. Evangeline is perfect. Yep. Guys, if you haven't seen her. As I shake my eyes yeah. into the microphone. Whoops. If you haven't seen the Trash Witch, if you go to our Patreon, yes, and it has two levels: the five dollar level is the Trash Witch level, and it's got artwork there. That's her, um, Tiffany Sherbing from Sherbing Arts, S C H E R B I N G. You can find her on Facebook. She's incredible. She's done so much yes. artwork for me, but she did this um, sticker for us for so the great. Trash Witch. And it's only for Patreon subscribers. You automatically get one, but it's, it's the cutest, but there's also a shirt in the Patreon store that has her on it. Yeah. And she's amazing. But if you look at her, she is a perfect Evangeline. She is. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love it. We'll call her Evie when she's being nice. Yeah. But then she's Evangeline. Don't mad call at her. my voicemail Evangeline. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> turning computers on and um calling voicemails <laughs> calling me out for not answering my listening to my voice i don't listen to them either and actually my voicemail says it's you, full you can leave a voicemail i think that's what mine says too but just text me anyway hi this is the witch's hey. magic murder and mystery podcast <laughs> and i'm kara i'm megan um what yeah so today it's it feels like a very serious mystery okay mainly because there's like government stuff involved okay uh, not like alien government stuff, which is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. This one feels... Is it a conspiracy government? Sort of. Okay. Not. I don't know. Let's just... We'll just see. We'll dive in. It's about... Here's what we're talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, the Havana Syndrome. Have you heard about it? Mm, I don't know. You probably have. I didn't realize it was called Havana Syndrome. Oh, okay. What I knew of it was a weird sickness that's happening to people who work around American embassies around the world. Oh. Oh, hey. If you are watching our YouTube right now, Kara and I are both wearing shirts from the podcast. Kara has on the black, I think it's called the title tank. And then this is the trash, which one, but so soft, the trash, which one I bought it in unisex. And then I cropped it myself and trimmed the net. I cut up all my shirts. It's like yeah. a problem. It's what Megan does. I don't like any neckline on my shirt. It drives me insane. Me. Okay. <laughs> so Back there's that. to the original programming. Let's get to my mystery. In December of 2016, mm -hmm. a CIA officer checked in to the American Embassy's health office in Havana, Cuba. Oh, I have heard a little about this. Yes. I was surprised. I thought this would be a side piece when I started it. Yeah. I was planning on it to be a side piece. And then I found so much more information on it than I thought. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I'm so, excited. The officer complained of nausea, headache, and yeah. dizziness. And a few days later, two more CIA officers came down with the same thing. <gasps> two years later, there were 26 Americans and 13 Canadians all experiencing this mix of symptoms, including perceived loud noise, mm -hmm. ear pain, intense head pressure yeah. or vibration, dizziness, visual problems, cognitive difficulties. And many of them still, to this day, continue to experience these or other health problems yeah. related to it. Yeah. 
One of the most convincing early cases involved a senior CIA officer who had flown to Cuba in August 2017 to meet with colleagues there. Her whole trip was a secret. Nobody was supposed to know she was going. She woke up in her hotel room to a low humming noise and this feeling of intense pressure in her head. And there was a colleague who had come to her room and she was like, do you? Yeah. And he was like, no. A few days later, after she returned to CIA headquarters, she began to have trouble with her vision and her balance, making it impossible to read or drive. My gosh. In every case, each victim said that the symptoms started after they heard this strange noise in their homes or their hotel rooms. And they don't all describe the noise the same way. Right. Some said they felt like they were being bombarded by waves of pressure in their heads. Others said that they heard what sounded like a huge swarm of cicadas and it like, <gasps> like the sound followed them That's from room nightmare. to room. I know. But then when they would open the door to look outside, it would stop like as soon as you open the door. So they walked around inside and they kept hearing it everywhere they went. Mm-hmm. So some said it sounded Their like marbles. Was literally bugged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. <laughs> Um, some said it sounded like marbles rolling along the floor. Oh, God. A few reported feeling as if they were standing in an invisible beam of energy. This makes me think of how, like, we don't all hear things the same way. Right. So it could be that they all just had different perceptions Mm -hmm. of the noise. Like how we're, like, we don't all see color the same way. Yeah. Like, I think, like, we know the sky's blue, but is my blue your blue? Yeah. I don't know. And there's no way to know. Right. Because you can't describe it. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, it's fa- I, it really blows my mind when I get stuck in that. Yeah, it's like thinking where I'm like, who knows what anybody really sees? <laughs> How can you know? <laughs> um, but regardless, they all have the same um, type of symptoms, all trigger triggered by a sound. The Cuban government denied any responsibility, and the U.S. investigators couldn't figure out who was behind it or what had even made the people sick. The CIA said it didn't know of any type of weaponry that could cause this sort of problem yeah there was a lot of skepticism at first too about what was happening like they weren't even sure this was real which had to have been just incredibly infuriating yeah for all these people that are experiencing these problems right they've been trying to figure this out and it seems like as they send in different groups to investigate what happened and how and why there's just not 100 percent agreement that there is anything happening right um at least not back when it first started when it first started in havana the fbi sent a team there to investigate and they didn't find any evidence of any sort of attack Mm -hmm. but if you think about it like what sort of evidence would there be yeah and if whoever actually was behind it they could have been gone by the time the fbi got there you know yeah then profilers got involved and they took a look at the victims and they said that the victims were suffering from a mass psychogenic illness where a group of people Ooh. often thinking they've been exposed to something dangerous begin to feel sick at the same time. So in other words, they're saying this is all in your head. They it's like the power suggestion. Yeah. The profilers hadn't directly interviewed any of the victims themselves though. Like they came to this conclusion based on patient histories and on the transcripts of their previous interviews with the FBI. Hmm. Uh, specialists have ruled this out. Because many of the victims didn't even know that other people were yeah, sick. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, and they also weren't supposed to know that each other was there unless they were right. like their partner. And their bodies, like some of the symptoms they're having, you you, you can't fake. Like You can't no, make it up. Yeah. It can't all be in your head. Yeah. Um, the people who got sick were all tied to the embassy, which makes them a target of anyone trying to work against yeah. the U.S. government. And there was a theory that, like, if someone, like the Cuban CIA, whatever that would be, mm-hmm. it's not 
it's not called the CIA, but yeah. their version of it was trying to eavesdrop on people and place two eavesdropping devices too close together that maybe the interaction of those two devices would somehow uh, cause this. Oh. Like how when you stand too close to a microphone, it causes that yeah. feedback sound. Or like a phone. Right. Next, yeah. But the FBI said there's no evidence to back that up. Okay. Apparently, in some instances, the sound the victims heard was able to be recorded. Oh. And this is one of my favorite things in the whole story. Two scientists studied the recordings and said it was the sound of lovelorn male crickets. One of the scientists, Alexander Stubbs of the University of California, Berkeley, he was like, these insects are incredibly loud. You can hear them from inside a diesel truck going 40 miles an hour on the highway. What? I know. Can you imagine? No, thank you. You know how like a cricket gets in your house and it, the it's sound annoying. drives you insane? Yeah. <laughs> These crickets. Lovelorn male Will crickets. literally drive you insane. Yeah. All of the male crickets you've ever gotten in my house must be completely satisfied in the love yeah. department. Because yeah. they've never been that loud. So one point that's been brought up is that it's a stressful to, to be a diplomat in Cuba. You go into it knowing that you're going to be under surveillance. There's going to be listening devices yeah. in your home, in your car. It's just part of the job. Right. And maybe that stress is just too much for certain people. And resulted in physical but that's symptoms. that's a lot of certain people. Right. I mean, I 100% believe that our mental health affects our physical health. Yes. But, well, for one thing, this very same mystery illness from Havana also showed up in China in May of 2018. An American posted in the consult in Guangzhou suddenly came... I, look, I totally looked up how to say that. Aren't I you proud of you? So suddenly came that. down with the exact same <laughs> symptoms. And then it began to strike Americans working in other embassy embassies all over the world, too. Hmm. So without knowing the cause, but knowing that something targeted seemed to be going on, the U.S. removed 60% of its diplomats from Cuba and kicked out 15 Cuban diplomats from Washington, D.C. Oh, as for the skepticism that the Havana syndrome might not even be a real thing, the University of Pennsylvania's Center for Brain Injury and Repair used MRIs to study the brains of 40 Havana syndrome patients. They found no signs of physical impacts to the victim's skull, but it was as if the victims had a concussion without a concussion because they oh. had symptoms of a concussion, but then no, like I said, no physical yeah. impact. The team did find signs consistent with damage to the patient's brains. The volume of white matter was smaller than in a similar group of healthy adults, which indicated that something structural in the brain had been affected. Hmm. So they have some type of brain injury. Yeah. But they don't it's have to It's kind of like when you bust it. your eardrum and there's like that weird, like, yeah, and all that stuff. Uh, so in December 2020, so just a few months ago, a committee of the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine completed a study they'd been working on to figure this out, and they said that directed pulsed radio frequency energy is the probable cause of this mystery oh. illness that has afflicted U.S. diplomats and their families at U.S. embassies around the world. So that, oh, all they're saying is, like, that could do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like the most likely, but they still don't know for sure. Yeah. And they still don't know who's behind it. Right. So... And in case you missed this in the news, this happened here in the United States at the White House back in November of 2020. Um, a senior official in the Trump administration left his office on White House grounds to walk toward his car. This guy is in his mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And as he walked, he started hearing a ringing in his ears. Um, his body went numb and he couldn't control the movement of his legs and fingers. He tried to, like, talk to someone who was walking by, but he couldn't talk. Could, he couldn't oh, get wow. his words to work. He said, it came on really suddenly in a matter of about seven minutes. I went from feeling completely fine to thinking, 
oh, something's not right, to being very, very worried and actually thinking I was going to die. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which I noticed immediately Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like I turned it up I was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So obviously he couldn't drive. Yeah. Um, he managed to get his phone and he used the Lyft app to get a driver who came and got him and took him to the ER. At first, they thought he might be having a stroke, but an MRI ruled that out and nothing showed up in any blood tests. They couldn't come up with a diagnosis. So they were like, well, it must have been a massive migraine with Aura. Oh, it took about two hours for his speech to begin to return. And the next day, he still had a pounding headache, but he was able to go back to work not long after that. Hmm. To this day, he continues to suffer from excruciating migraines and cognitive problems, including difficulty with his memory. Hmm. So the dominant theory right now, and I'm sure this won't shock anyone, is that Russia is behind all this. The idea is that the GRU, which is the Russian military's Mm -hmm. intelligence service, have been aiming microwave radiation devices at U.S. officials basically to steal info from their computers and cell phones. So it's like they have some way of from far away, like targeting you with, I don't know, a laser. Yeah. And it gets the information from your cell phone or your computer. Yeah. And, but they're not allowed to leave the grounds with their business stuff. Are they? I have no idea. I don't know. And they're like, it may have been that inflicting harm on the person wasn't the original intent. They just wanted to steal the information. Yeah. But now that they know, that they can They're hurt like people. Control them. Yeah. yeah. It's like they'll seek to use them to physically harm people yeah. as well. I mean, it's, it's a perfect weapon. It's difficult to trace, yeah. obviously. Yeah. 
In the fall of 2020, a U.S. military officer who was stationed in a country with a large Russian presence pulled his car into a busy intersection. He suddenly felt as though his head were going to explode. And in the back seat was his two-year-old son, and his two-year-old son just started screaming. As the officer sped out of the intersection, the pressure in his head ceased and his son went quiet. A similar incident was reported by another CIA officer stationed in the same city, but who had no connection to the military officer. Hmm. Geolocation data on both of those victims showed that each of them had been in the vicinity of GRU vehicles when they began experiencing the symptoms, which sounds like great evidence that Russia is involved until I tell you that there have only been a handful of cases in which GRU vehicles were found nearby, and all of them have occurred in countries where it's totally normal for GRU operatives to follow American officials as they're leaving their homes or U.S. embassy grounds. Gotcha. So the fact GRU vehicles are kind of always around them in these countries, so it's been... Oh, it's been over. <laughs> it's been over four years since the Havana syndrome popped up, and the U.S. still doesn't really have enough evidence to be like, "Yes, here's exactly yeah. what's happening and who's doing it." But the thing is, it took a while for the investigation to really get going. Yeah, because they didn't really believe them. They didn't really believe it was real, mm-hmm. and there may have been some reluctance. On the past administration's uh-huh. behalf yeah. uh-huh. to investigate anything against yes. Russia. Yes. Um, there, aside from Olympic things, <laughs> <laughs> there were instances where people would come forward thinking they had symptoms of Havana syndrome and they weren't taken seriously. Like people would be like, yeah, you don't have that. Or, um, don't even, yeah, just don't even talk about this. It's nothing. Or oh. you have a migraine or, you know what I mean? Like we're really yeah. tried to push it down. But beyond that, you're dealing with, like, CIA operatives and foreign diplomats. And there's just so much secrecy. Right, yeah. Even within our own government. Yeah. Different agencies don't share a lot of information about their people. Which, I mean, for good reason, you know. Oh, yeah. The CIA obviously has to keep all their employee info Mm -hmm. super uh, secure and confidential. So they weren't sharing information. And then... Each agency also had their own way of dealing with reports of the Havana syndrome. Like they had different criteria for what actually counts. Right. And so those doctors weren't communicating right. with the other doctors. And so without consistent criteria, what counts in one group might right. not count in another. Right. And it's just not very scientific. So for all those reasons, it was really hard to see the scope of the problem. Yeah. And they didn't realize how widespread it was or how many cases of Havana syndrome there actually are. Basically, that all changed. Um, there were, there was an article in the New Yorker and it'll be in our source list, but it kind of follows like a, an official who they kind of keep pushing this forward. Mm -hmm. And when the administration changed, he was like, look, there is this problem. I need you to look at it. He finally got people to to look at it. So basically the most recent numbers I can find came from that same New Yorker article and it's from May 31st, 2021. So it's real, real recent. recent. What started in Cuba has spread to the point where there are more than 130 possible cases of Havana syndrome and it reaches far beyond Cuba. It's everywhere from Colombia to Kazakhstan to Uzbekistan (laughs) to Austria, in addition to the United States and other countries. At least four of the cases involve Trump White House officials. The CIA accounts for some 50 cases and the rest are mostly like U.S. military Mm -hmm. and State Department's personnel and their family members. There's no consistency within consensus. There's no 
consensus Mm -hmm. within the intelligence community on the technique, the purpose, who is targeted, and what is just a coincidence. So, like, um, nobody knows what's happening. The U.S. National Security Agencies have a program underway to develop effective countermeasures, and they're currently looking into what it might take to build a device that can cause brain injuries similar to those which have been observed in Havana syndrome patients. Hmm. And the CIA has expanded the number of doctors devoted to treating possible Havana syndrome victims. That's good. So it's like now they're actually taking it seriously. Taking measures to- and I mean, I don't want it to sound like they haven't. Like, because clearly that study that came out right. last year. So obviously they've been working on it. Right. And it takes it, a while for that information. It just wasn't real targeted. Especially what's been happening on top of that. I think the fact that there was no one who was looking at it on the whole, mm-hmm. like across all agencies. Yeah. Really. Because then it made it seem like a much more isolated incident. Right. You know? But I think. What does the Pentagon know about this? <laughs> Well, part of me is like, is it, does the CIA really, the whole thing of like, they're looking into what it might take to create this kind of weapon. I'm like, is somebody, is some other country that far ahead of us in weaponry? That yeah. Because if so, that's a little concerning. Or are they just saying like, yeah, we don't even think this exists when they know it exists. I just don't want to give that, yeah. give that up. You know? Right. And we're actually using it on those countries as well. Yeah. But there's no reports of it. Like you yeah. just hear about it with us. So you think it would be making the news yeah. everywhere. Or they're secretly putting devices with these official people and they don't know it. And that's like that interacting with whatever is happening. I tell you, when it comes to our government, I never know. No, yeah, what to believe or what to trust. Theories, yeah. I don't want to get too like crazy conspiracy theory, but there have been horrible things done against our own citizens before, so I don't know why. I I just think it's interesting, and a lot of a lot of the things I read really do point to Russia, but it's also like they've been researching this for four years. They don't have enough. Yeah, (laughs) could be aliens also. And the thing is, when you think about really advanced technology. Could be aliens, but then why would they be targeting? I know. Why would they go after those specific people? But um, they said that, you know, they've been researching this and they just don't have enough to be like, to really officially come out and accuse another foreign country right. of, of yeah, anything. Because that's a lot. There could be some sort of retaliation yeah. just for making the accusation. Um, so until that point, they're basically just going to keep on trying to figure it out and gathering evidence and hmm. hoping. Yeah. Hoping something will happen. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a I lot of people. scary. Yeah. When I first started hearing about it, because I think I remember probably from back when it first happened, because it's been a few years ago. I just ago. remember the story of the woman in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing of like, they're getting sick and it seems like it's some mm-hmm. sort of invisible, like sound. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's like, all these, what? Yeah. That can happen? And that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. To think about that kind of weapon. Because yeah, if it was some sort of microwave radiation technology, whatever. Then when the FBI came in to investigate, of course, there's no trace of it. Right. And it's super easy to, like, get in and out and be done. The FBI doesn't really even know what it's looking for, right? Right. I mean, maybe they do now, but not back in 2016. Yeah. There was just a few cases. Yeah. Is there not something you can put on your people to protect them? Yeah. precautionary? And it would have to be nerve-wracking. Like, when they were talking about how it's already so stressful to be stationed in Cuba. Yeah. Imagine. Oh my gosh. Now you've got this possibility out there. And like any weird noise you hear, like if your mm-hmm. ears just start ringing. Yeah. Or you get a migraine and it's like, oh no. Like, is this yeah, happening, happening to me? Yeah. Because I mean, it's a brain injury. And it, for some of these people, some of them recover, but some of them don't. Like some yeah. of them are messed up yeah. for years. I mean, maybe not permanently. We don't know yet because it just started in 2016, right. but 
could be for a long time. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's and there's not really medication that can fix that. Yeah, I have no idea. There's got to be some things they can take, but yeah. Yeah. Just they're still having the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know how to stop it. Yeah. And it's still happening now. So scary. Just happened in November on White House grounds. And they said there's been, um, that was one of the things that I think really made people start taking it more seriously is they thought it was mostly just happening mm-hmm. outside of the country. Yeah. But this I happened right here so close. on White House grounds. Like he was walking by the Washington Man- Monument when it happened. And then there's also a second official who walking through that same area had it happen to them too. It's like anthrax. Yeah. Like you just don't know. Invisible. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know when you're going to be targeted. I know. Government stuff is scary. So scary. Mm. There's your mystery. That was a good one. I know. I thought so too. Not supernatural, but. No, but I like it a lot. Creepy and spooky and stressful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes me glad I don't work in the U.S. Embassy. But it also makes you wonder, like, at what point does it become, does it, will it ever be a threat to people outside? Right. Of the government? Yeah. What information? If they looked at my Google history, they'd be like, (laughs) They'd be terrified of you. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, like, oh, let's just leave her alone. Yeah, let's just not talk to her. Mm -mm, Let's not bother with her. A lot of murder. A lot of murder, guys. A lot of weird shit. (laughs) All right, so that's the story. It was so good. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, stay tuned for Tuesday Side Pieces. Yes. Do we have anything? Patreon. All the usual stuff. If you go to the link tree on our Instagram, which is Witches Magic Murder Mystery, you'll find links to the Patreon, links to the store. Yep. Links to the YouTube videos. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube if you want to just. Oh, so entertaining. Yeah. We don't edit. We don't edit, so you never know. (laughs) Sometimes it gets real silly on here. (laughs) Um, All right. All right, guys. Have a good week. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.